Ask a designer anything.com. Hello, I'm Craig, and welcome to Ask a Designer Anything, episode 23. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today's episode, we're talking about something that's a point of contention at the minute. You may or may not have seen it, but Juventus FC have just released a new brand, a completely new logo that looks completely different to anything they've done before. It was designed by the Milan office of Interbrand, a huge branding agency. If you've not seen the logo yet, I suggest you go look at it now. I've put a handy picture of it on the show notes for this episode. So if you go over to askadesigneranything.com forward slash ep, that's EP 23, I've put a link to it there and there's some information about that. I'll wait for you to get back. Go on, go have a look now. You can pause this. Right, have you had a look? Good. So that's the new Juventus logo and that's what I'm going to be talking about today and what you can learn from it. Whether they've done a good or a bad job, I'm actually going to share both sides of the story. I'm going to look at it from the bad point of view, what they've done wrong, and I'm also going to look at it from a good point of view, what they've done right. Because if you look at the two ingredients that they've put together, so we've got Juventus FC on one side, it's a huge global football club that a lot of people know about, and then on the other side, we've got a huge branding agency, Interbrand, that produce amazing work time and time again, and they've got a lot of excellent results in the past. But with this particular logo, right now, most football fans hate it. So what happened? How did they get it so wrong? That's what I'm going to be talking about in this episode right now. I want to start by giving the designer's context on this logo. So the new Juventus FC logo, I've spoken to a couple of designers about it. I follow a ton of designers on Twitter, and they all like it. I like it too. I think it's a good logo. It's a good brand by itself. It looks nice. You know, it's pretty and it's modern and it's different to every other football logo. I must preface this though. I'm not a football fan. I don't know much about football and I don't actively follow it. So I know that it's it's not like any other football logo, but I can't contextualize it in the terms of football itself. But I do know that lots of football fans hate it. So I know that. I know football fans hate it and I know designers love it. And just to give you this in Interbrand's words, this is what Interbrand said on the Under Consideration blog about the new logo. Now, this is going to get um, a, a little bit designery, but I want to put this into context so you can see what Interbrand have said about this logo. So this is the exact words that they said. Juventus aims to distill its essence into far-reaching experiences which can appeal to the football fan while being highly relevant to entertainment enthusiasts who are further away from football as a sport. The new logo is iconic and universal. It's bold enough to make a statement, but flexible enough to appear alongside a wide range of new experiences in the stadium and beyond that. By leaving the team's defining black and white stripes untouched, Juventus is bringing the illustrious legacy and spirit of one of Italy's preeminent teams to new audiences and diehard fans alike. You'll have noticed how I stumbled across some of my words then, that that's actually a really difficult statement to say out loud. Now, I don't know what your opinions are on that statement, but that is typical of what branding agencies and design agencies put out when they do um, a new brand and things like that. It goes to show, just to contextualise this, it goes to show that what they're actually aiming for is not a new football logo. This isn't to appeal to football fans. They know the value of, of football and how popular it is. And they also know that Juventus and other other football um, teams 
and I, I guess you could say companies to some extent, they know that football as a brand is really important now. So people want to wear football merchandise. People want to wear shirts and hats and all that kind of stuff. And it's much like any other sport. It's it's a fashion brand as well as a football brand and a sports brand. In some cases, as it kind of alludes to in those words, it's becoming more of a fashion brand first and a football brand second. And that's part of the reason, I believe, for this new logo and the new look that it's taken. One final thing I want to say is the uh, tagline that Interbrand put on their website for this logo. They said, beyond entertainment, beyond lifestyle, Juventus is an identity. That's Juventus in their short, pithy words. And I think just those three sentences there, you can see that they're tagging it as, as a lifestyle brand much more than they are as a football brand. And I think that's really important to contextualize this logo. So let's look at the bad side of this logo. Now, the first thing is to think about the fans, to think about the football fans. Now, as I said earlier, the majority of football fans hate this logo. So you could argue that they've got the target market for this brand completely wrong. Because if the football fans hate it, then these, these, these are the main audience who are going to be buying the football shirts, they're going to be buying the main part of the merchandise, the things that make the club tick over. If the main target market don't actually like this logo because it's thrown tradition out of the window, then they've kind of screwed up at the very beginning. I like it, as I said, as a designer, and a lot of my designer friends like it. But that goes to show that it's maybe the more visually literate people that like it. It's it's really, to be honest, it's a logo designed by designers for designers. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes they've made with this logo, that they've gone too far the other way. They have, I've seen it mentioned multiple times, they've thrown the tradition of over 100 years of Juventus FC out of the window for the sake of a new trendy logo that could be out of fashion in 10 years' time. I, I admire the balls of doing it, but I, I worry that it was the right decision to do. Or, and I know they'll have done a lot of research on this and a lot of market research, but initially it's, it's not proving good from football fans that they actually like it. And that's because it looks so, so different from any other football logo out there at the minute. And if football fans are not liking it, I worry that this logo is not going to pick up the traction that it really needs to pick up. Now, because I've talked so much today about Juventus' rebrand, I'm going to split this episode into two. So today we're talking about the bad side of the rebrand. Tomorrow we're going to talk about the good side of the rebrand and what you can learn from Juventus' situation and what you can learn from it in coming months and coming years. I'm here every single day answering questions just like this one. So if you've got a burning question you want me to answer, it can be anything about design, marketing, business, all that kind of stuff, go over to my website. It's askadesigneranything.com and you can ask it right there. Alternatively, you can find me on Twitter and I'm on Twitter. It's just Craig Burgess, all one word. If you use iTunes to listen to this podcast, please consider giving me a review. I'd really appreciate it. If you enjoy it, of course. (laughs) And thanks so much for listening and I'll see you on the next episode of Ask a Designer Anything.